0: Okay, let's get started with Kiseitze, Parshas Kiseitze, Tavshin Ayin Hey. the last couple of weeks of this uh, halachic year, Tavshin Ayin Hey. as we start, though, a new cycle here in Eretz Yisrael of, uh, of the Parshas Shiurim, and we have this to discuss, the Parsha with the most mitzvos, 74 mitzvos that we have, almost one-sixth of all mitzvos in Parshas Kiseitze, and uh, we will talk about a number of them uh, this evening. We start off with a comment, it's a story-slash-comment that the first half of it is uh, somewhat known, but it's, uh, it's a good one-liner to, uh, to begin things. It's from the Pnei Menachem. Menachem. in source number one, points out, There was a story, there was a child that the, the kids were hitting, the kids were bothering, a child that was getting uh, taken advantage of. You have to explain to the children, you have to explain that, you know, you can't take advantage, you can't tease, you can't hit, it's not right. And he explained as follows, we know, the Pasuk tells us, at the beginning of Kisisa, talking about staka, Vinasanu ish nafsho, and there is a thought that is found in a number of sparim that Vinasanu is a palindrome, right, vav nun sof nun vav, as if to say Vinasanu, when I give staka, I'm really getting staka. When it comes to staka, whatever you give, you're going to get back. Give, get back. That's the palindrome element of the word vinasnu. So that one is somewhat discussed in other places. Shah knows ain't staka, ain't mafsid. Ha shavilav, <language> it comes back. All right, what does, what does Chazal say? The Rabbeinu Nabachai quotes this in his Sefer Karachemach. Yo <speaking> se rimashe ani, mekabel min ha'ashir, ha'ashir mekabel min ha'ani. <language> More than what the ani, the receiver of the money gets, the ashir gets, even though it looks like he's the one that's giving. No, but he gets more. He gets chayolam. He gets nitzchios. He gets eternity by giving. So that's the venasnu. Whatever gives boomerangs and comes back. That's the bracha that Hu gives zuzos There's no word for palindrome. Yes, in uh, in Hebrew. Kimochen nas ankein mekabel kimochen kan says the What does it say in our parsha? It says towards the end of the parsha the source for. The isser of hitting somebody. Bezdin giving somebody malkus, which is a mitzvah. But going one beyond? Vihikahu lefanov. Vihikahu is also a palindrome. It's also read backwards and forwards. If I bother somebody, if I hurt somebody, if I physically abuse somebody, Rahman al is is going to come back to haunt me too. And it's come back to hurt me too. And if I cause and am abusive... Rahman al itslan, uh that will come back. Alaym Ladaski Zayashuvalayam, Tevas Viko, Nikra Yashrava Hifukh, Lura Mezhra Maka Havero, Heinbiadaim Hain Bedibur. Whether it's physically or words, Onazdvarim, or Mavaish, whatever it is, Makilaatzmo, right, it comes back to the person. We have to be so careful. Right? Azahu Machubad, Hamachabe de Ezo, many of those chazals. Whatever direction it goes in, it goes the other way as well. It applies to positive things, as is known by Tzadka, and it applies to negative things as well. Okay, now let's get back to the beginning of the parsha. We are in the midst of laws of Milchama, the end of last week's parsha, We had laws of the, the Melech last week. We had the laws of Egla Arufa, where there was in the middle of the, the, the field you have Eglar uh, and then we have the beginning of our parasha, Yifas Toar. When you go out to war against your enemy, there's that word again, and Hashem will give the enemy into your hands, and He takes captures, and in the past years we've discussed the unique halacha of Yafas Tawar. the only time that Chazal ever tell us, Dibra Torah, Kaneged Sahara, where the Torah gives us an allowance because the Torah thinks we can't handle it. And Rav Cheska that we have mentioned in the past, says if this is the only time that it ever says that, it must be that in every other area of life we can't handle it. And HaKadosh Baruch believes in us. If this is the only exception to the rule where Hashem says, I understand, must be elsewhere, He never gives us a test we can't handle or a challenge that we can't succeed at. So this is the exception that really reflects the rule. But out will dare drush, and there's a lot of drush on this first pasach of the parsha of Kisei Tzei Lamelechama and Hashem gives the enemy into your hands, Biadecha. Revzevin, in classic style, in source number two, picks up on the word hands, decha. Hayadayim, says Revzevin, Eynon osos melchama, velo shovros The hands aren't the ones that do battle, they don't create battle. It's not just physical brawn and brute that win a battle. Eitzah u'gvura l'milchama. There has to be strategy. There has to be wisdom. There has to be thought-out plans. It's not just the adayim that you see in front of you. Ela yesh yadayim v'yesh yadayim. Or if Zevin makes an amazing diak in a pasuk? which the Mishnah expands upon. Where do we have hands involved in war, being symbolic for war? You know, the Mishnah in Rosh Hashanah that describes the war of Amalek at the end of Parshish right? Those getting ready for in Rosh Hashanah, Mishnah Rosh Hashanah, when Moshe's hands were up, when Moshe's hands were raised, B'nai Yisrael focused and they were able to think about and recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Rain and HaKadosh Baruch power. Yadav, power. Yadav Shal Moshe, second line. Kishuhu Meriman, garmos lehistaklus shal Yisrael klape mala. When Moshe raised his hands, as the Pasuk says, Moshe. when Moshe lifted up his hands, so that caused Am Yisrael to look up and to focus heavenward. Ulehishtab libam shal Yisrael, aviyem shabashamayim, atshah yim Right? It's not just physical brute, right? It's as the Chosri HaMolchama, which we read last week, right? If somebody had any Averis, they didn't go on the battlefield. Milchem Estav and who was all the tzaddikim on the battlefield. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu helped them win the war. So when Moshe's hands were up and that connected Am Yisrael to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaT Gabrin. so that's what happened. What's the opposite? What's the opposite? V'hayah Kasher Yarim Moshe Kasher What's the other phrase? Kasher, it doesn't say, Yorit, put down. Yaniach. Yaniach. Yachniach means they're not up. They're not up anymore, but they're not down either. Yaniach is enough to lose. If my hands aren't raised, then I'm losing. And then I'm going down. Even if I don't put my hands down, I just don't put them up. That's the diak in the says of seven. Kasher yarim Moshe, when Moshe lifts up his hands, so that's success, that's spirituality, that's ruch and we're focused. When Moshe puts, rests his hands, doesn't say puts down his hands, even just rests. Even if we don't put them down, we just rest. That's enough to say, that we're not gonna be successful. Even just resting is a problem. If our hands are resting, which symbolizes they're not focused above, they're not active, I'm not involved, so that's a problem. A symbol for our lives, when our hands are up, when our hands are out, that means we're involved and we're active and we're accomplishing. Our hands are up, up, up. So that's a simon of success. When our hands are not out, when our hands are not involved, so I'm neutral. No, there's no such thing as neutral, says Rav Zevin. It's either out or down. There's no just resting. What was the sign that HaKadosh Baruchel gave to Moshe? The first sign that he gave him, introducing him to be the leader of Am Yisrael, the greatest leader that we ever had. What does Hashem show him? What does Hashem want him to learn the message? Moshe, your hands are out. Put your hands inside your cloak for a minute. He takes them out; they're full of Saras. If your hands are inside your cloak, then you're sick. Says Akadish Barachu. That can't be. That's not leadership. Leadership means hands are out. Hands are raised. Hands are involved. Bein bein Adam bein bein Adam Probably more focused on the latter. Haveina yatcha bechekecha, Why was that the simon? Moshe realizes, when my hands are just next to me and I'm not involved in the rest of the nation, then I'm going to get Saras. When my hand is out, when my hands are raised up in the battle of Amalek, so, even holy, pure hands, but if they're not being used, as many point out, life is going up a down escalator. Right? If we're not going up, if we're not involved, if we're not trying to accomplish, there's only one way that we're going. Rehusha well, Amran even connects it to last week's parsha. Last week's parsha, as we know, we just mentioned it. Chozra Me'archi On the battlefield, we have the big pep talk of the mashuach Molchama. You guys are great, you can do it, and you're going to fight. But whoever built a house and just got married, and anybody who wants to go back could go back. And within those people who go back could, could be hidden people who didn't have zchuyos. What type of schus didn't they have? Which Avera? Which terrible Avera are we talking about? That somebody is chozer me'arche So we know the Gemara tells us in Sotah, somebody who talks between the tefillin shal Yad and the tefillin shal Rosh. Somebody who is mafzik when they're putting on their tefillin. Hasach be'n le line 11. Choser HaMolchama. What's the message? If my hands aren't connected to what's above it. I put on the tefillin shal yad, and then I have a hefsik and then I have a break. I don't connect it to my brain. I don't connect it to what's above. I don't connect it to shemaimi activities. That's chosri me archiyamalchama, because that's like Moshe putting his hands down, or even just resting his hands. Tefillin shal rosh mishabdos klape mala. like the beautiful tefillah that is said before we put on our tefillin, All right? The kai uh, the the. the, the uh, co, uh, co, Right, the, the, the language of the of the Moach and the Lave should be Meshubat. It has to be connected. We have to make sure our hands are outstretched. So, when you go out to war, you want Hashem to give it to you in your hands. You have to have hands, says Riv Zevin, that are involved, that are productive that are out and not just minding my own business, so to speak, in, in uh, my Jewish, my, uh, my Judaism, I have to make sure that I'm involved in all areas of Avodah Hashem. And if my hands aren't up, then they're down, even if I just think that they are resting. Okay, moving right along. So we have the beginning of the Parsha, the three little sections, first of Yifas Toar, then we have... Yakir the b'chor, and then we have ben sorer umore. He elish ben sorer umore. Einenu shomei ha'vakalavivu Man has a ben sorer imau, He doesn't listen to his parents' voice. The yisrosovalu yishmaleam. He steals. Chazal Telos and he eats a lot of wine and uh, drinks a lot of wine. He eats a lot of meat and he steals from his parents. And he's on his way. He's on his way to a certain lifestyle, and he's of a certain age. This is the parsha ben Sauramora, which is also discussed at this time of year when we contrast Bensor Amora with what we lay on Rosh Hashanah Baasher Husham with Yishmael. A question that is discussed on Rosh Hashanah. Question There is a Gemara in Sanhedrin that a number we might be familiar with, source number three, it's quoted at the beginning of the source Sanhedrin Ain'al, where the Gemara says there were three mitzvot that maybe never happened. Maybe never happened. One was last week, one was this week. What are the mitzvos? So the Gemara tells us, Tanya's, line one. Bensorah, Mora, Lohaeva, Loha Silios. Bensorah, Mora never happened. There was never a Bensorah, Mora. If you look at the details in Mesechus and Hadrian, it's impossible. The parents have to have the same exact voice. Not figuratively, literally. They have to have the same exact voice. They have to have this. They have to have that. So many details. And it's only for a three month period when he's 13 years old, and 13 and a third. Whatever. It's it's so many details, so they never happened. They have to look alike, same height. So why is Benzer Morah written? Because it still opens up our eyes to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we appreciate the way we get close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu is by learning Torah Lishma, by appreciating the intricacies of the Halacha by appreciating the Dvar Hashem, right? So there's still schar and messages that we could get, even though it never happened. That's the first opinion in the Gemara. On Yona, son, Ani Ra'isif. Reb says, you're wrong. I saw, I saw, Ben Sarimorah, I sat on his kever. Says Ibiona son, I was at the kever of Bensora Mora. I don't know if he like had on his tombstone, Bensora Mora. I don't know if that's such a great thing to uh to write. But I was on the kever. One mitzvah. Next line of the Gemara. Tanya. And Iranidachas, a city that didn't zara, Has to be burned, the people have to be killed, you burn everything. Also, says this opinion, Lo Never happened. You can't have one mezuzah in the entire city, and they have to be Jewish and all worship about votazara. You can't have a safer in the entire city. How many times does that happen? The people, the people who do the convincing, have to do be from the city. Also, so many details. So the gemara says, never happened. Sheir sheish b'afilin mezuzah achas says you any dachas. You don't burn it. drosh the two. And the third one we're not going to focus on now. The third one is bayis a house with saras. Maybe never happened. That's a machlokes in the midrashim, because we know Rashi and Fash Tazria Mitsara tells us that they broke open the walls and they found the treasures inside. So machlokes, whether that happened also. Umbar Rabyonasan. Rabyonasan says, Anirisia, I saw in Irhani Dachas, Vyoshafti Al Tila, and I sat on the pile of the charred city of Irhanidacas. You can read the Gemara a thousand times and not ask the simple question that Rav Schwab asks in Mayan Vassar Shoeva. Isn't it interesting that the same guy, the same guy just happened to see the Ben-Sorah Moris Kever and the Irani Dachas' pile just so happened to It never happened. Rav son was the right man in the right time. He pumped the Mikra it just so happened that he was the one. How is that possible? L'chari and yippala. And let's just finish the question. He was the one. Second of all, second question. What's the Machlokas about? It's Mamesh, Machlokas, and Messias? That's what we should view? You know. So when he told him that, did they, did they say, okay, yeah, show us. And what, did they go and they saw it they're like, oh, we're wrong? Like, wh- what was, what's the Machlokas? Right, is it a Machlokas about reality? Right? We never like to say that. And what's the message of the Machlokas? He doesn't ask that question. That's where we're adding. V'gam on the bottom. Masha ho di'enu she What's also the added line of I sat on the kever. I sat on the tail of the iranidachas. What exactly is the message here? So, Rav Schwab just gives us an insight into the Gemara, explaining to us that it's not just a, oh, what a coincidence. Rav Yonasan, he was the one, he always looked around for those unusual unusual occurrences. Right, he was always uh, searching. No, it's a halachic issue. He had a halachic view, and therefore that influenced how he viewed reality. Not a machlokus in reality. What is it? It's based on another Gemara. Gemara tells us, says Schwab. if I wasn't scared, meaning I'm a little hesitant about this idea, but I'm going to suggest it. Right? I'm going to suggest what Chazal tells us. The Gemara says a number of places. Since the day the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, meaning since the day that we don't have Sanhedrin anymore, judging the Dalad Misa's Bezdin, even though we don't have a Sanhedrin, but a Kaddish Baruch who has his ways. And sometimes somebody who is high of a certain Misa, then they'll get it. They say in the Times of the Tanoah, Mishin is high O Nofil Menagag, O Chayadur Saso, Misher is Again, Misan hardly ever happened anyway. Once every seven years, 70 years. But this is a principle that Gemara has. This Din Arba Misos, even though there's not Arba Misos, chen, that's what Rabiona's son said. They all knew that this guy, this boy died. But Rabiona's son had a view Din Arba Misos Lobatlu. See, he was able to reconstruct retroactively and look at this boy's life and say, oh, Ben Sorimora. Did Bezden judge him like a Ben Sorimora? No, that never happened. And that's what the first view is. It never happened. There was never a case of a Ben Sorimora. There was never a case of a Virani where Bezden Paskin, right, you got to burn the city. It never happened. Rabbi Yonathan, though, conceptually, he viewed cases, he saw Yad Hashem where other people didn't see Yad Hashem. He was able to look through and view history Personal history of certain cases. Follow it through the through the details. Ukimochein line seven. Af she befoal e f shir shatia yer It's not going to happen because there are so many details. Kamashul and Rebiona's son shedin yer onidachas lo butla. Shepam matzatel yer chareva. He once found a desolated, decimate, desolate, decimated city. V'nizbaral oshai se yer shavda v'vodazar v'nechreva. Oh, the city that did v'vodazar. And that's what he says. Ani reisiv yashavti tila. The yashavti, not sat, nishyashavti. I, I delved into the tale that was in front of me. I analyzed the tale. I analyzed the... Wait, well, you're not allowed to sit on a kever. That's a bizarre. Oh, maybe on a Bensurah Morris kever, it's not a problem. But you're generally not allowed to sit on a kever. What do you mean? Nishyashavti. I thought about it. And I saw the Yad Hashem with hindsight. He found a 13 year old boy who died. Rav Schwab, giving us an insight. You can read the Gemara again, like I said, a thousand times. You don't catch the question. And then once you have the question, you're like, what's the machlokas about? But he says it's a halachic machlokas. Meaning, do you view certain things and we could say dinventsar mora whether that took place or not? Okay, again, there are so many mitzvahs that we could focus on, we have to pick and choose. Let's go to Parachov Gimel. Parachov Gimel, we have many of the Psule Kaho in Parachov Gimel, in Parachav Baze, Perakov Gimel. And two of them are Pasak Dalin and Pasakai, Amon and Moav. Amon and Moav Says the Torah, Lo Yavo Perachav Gimel Pasik Lo Yavo Amonim Moav Bikaal Hashem. Ammon and Moav are out. They're not allowed to marry in to Kaha Hashem. Meaning, even if they want to become Jewish, Lo Yavo Amonim Moav Bikaal Hashem. Gam dora Siri. Even the tenth generation. That just means ad infinitum. It doesn't matter. Amon and Moav are out. The males, Lo Yavo Lahem Bikaal Hashem Ad Olam. They're out. What's the contrast? The contrast is the previous. Uh, I mean the, the, the parallel first is the previous, where Lo Yovom Mamzer Pekalashem and Siri, and then later on we have Mitsriva Adomi, who are allowed in third generation. Okay, but this is Amon and Moab, and of course the discussion of Rus and David Hamelech, Amoni Velo Amonis, Volvim Loavis, the Gemara and Yevamis, the Machlokis between Doe Ko Adomi and and interesting ko Adomi, who was from Edom, and he's talking about Amon and Moab. So maybe there was a there was a, a link between those, but says the Torah, unusually, uncharacteristically, giving a reason for the Isser, why are Amun and Moab excluded? Two reasons given, not even just one. Number one, when you went out of Mitzrayim, they did not bring you bread and water. They didn't bring you basic necessities. Number one, terrible. Number two, and by the way, there's a second reason. And by the way, they also hired Bilam to curse you and to annihilate you spiritually. That's the second reason. Famous question, why is that the second reason? That seems to be the major reason. That seems to be the defining reason. Bilam, Bilam tried to undermine, tried to pick up on an avera and and make Midas hadin, focus on that avera and cripple us. So why does it first say they didn't bring us bread and water? Okay, that's not so nice. But a question that we have dealt with in the past. This year we'll see it through the eyes of Rav Yosef Misalan to bear Yosef. Source number four. The harei achicha zachras bilam mekalalam who chet cham or beyoser sheviu bazaz yole sakanes What Billam did was terrible. That's that's the much worse reason. Kemosha amar anavi like Micha says. Ami Zakharna, my yatz balak ben moav my ano sabilam ben baor. Imagine what they wanted to do, and the only reason that we survived was because Hashem baruch Hu and His Chesed didn't get angry the entire time that the whole story took place. Right, so how is that? Realize how much I did for you. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, we discussed, two months ago, Parsha's Bala, discussed the Chassam Sofer, that that Parsha proves Torah and Hashemayim. Because we only know the story from them. Right? How do we know the story? From Makadish Barachlu. So that's an amazing story. ka'asti palit. So that's a terrible reason. So you don't even need the first reason. You, they can't marry in because they were so pernicious that they wanted to curse us and kill us spiritually, which Chazal picked up on already that at least in Mitzrayim, they only wanted to kill us phys- physically. Amon <inaudible> spiritually. The f next paragraph. It says of Yosef misalant. It's possible. Line 21. <inaudible> that reason... Says Rabbi Yosef, "Mi salan bala hagdil aschetam, mashas sakeres bila m'kayolam." The two reasons need to be read, one in light of the other, one builds on the other. Right? The first reason is being magdil, is making the hate of Bilam even bigger. Why? The who? Kim haya daver zeb amacher shalohay l'ashum kiv alam Yisrael. If a total stranger did this. If a total stranger acted in the way that Ammon and Moab acted, that would be one level of rishos. One level of wickedness. <laughs> okay? No other nation. Another nation came out. Right, what do we blame Ammon and Moab for? We blame them, oh, you didn't bring us bread and water. Nobody brought us bread and water. None of the other nations brought us bread and water. But Sichon, Og, not any of them. Nobody brought us bread and water. So what's that reason anyway for? The problem is, they had a connection to us. They owed us. Kivan Shamun and Moab ha'yukrovim li Israel. They were krovim. Who was Amon? Who was Moab? Me'av. Lavan. Lavan's daughters. Avraham. We're family. Right? We're cousins. Kivan she'amon and Moab you li Yisrael. Avram risked his life to save his nephew and gave it all he could. And he saves him. That's who Ammon and Moav were. So they're held to a higher standard. They're held to a higher standard. Line 36. so They should have gone not only nothing, which is, okay, fine, nobody did anything. But they needed to go beyond for us. A little a. a little bit. At least give us some bread and water. At least give us a sandwich. We're not asking you for much. That's the two reasons. Not only did they not give us the basics, they went to the other extreme. It's step one and step two. Those are the two reasons. Their relatives, they needed to do something. They didn't do A, and they even went to the other extreme, and did B. Not only did they not show Ahava, in their brazenness, they hired Abilam, Abdom, and Olam, we saved you! What are you doing? Now you're trying to kill us? says, for that... They're not roey. We are called Yehudim, hapam Hashem. We remember, but they're at. Number one, says the Be'er Yosef. There's another one. There's another message. Next column. Od it's also possible. Shah Torah, alluding to what we mentioned before in the contrast to Mitzrayim. Shah Torah ba'a ba'zeli teitam al masha olam. The Torah is telling us why is this eternal? Why is this different than Mitzrayim? Three generations. Again, none of these mitzvahs apply. Because was Mavalbal's kol umos. If somebody comes to us today and says, "I really want to be Jewish, but I'm an Ammonite. I would love to be Jewish. I love the Jews, but I'm, I'm from Ammon and I learned that halacha." You know what we tell him? Just the general, regular attitude. You don't want to be Jewish. But if they really want to be Jewish, we accept them. They're not trusted. That they're from Ammon. Called the parish Meruba parish. They come from the rove of the world who are not from Ammon. Right? If somebody comes up us and says they're from any nation, we don't believe them. Because halachically, there's bilbil homos. So, says the Be'er Yosef, Aye, so what's the difference between Mitzrayim and Ammon and Moab? Avapi line four, Sheavidu al Sam Befarech, Volochzim vachomine They pressured us, they pushed us, and they threw our babies into the river. The Shekel Yaldem b'vinion. But they did one thing good, and ro- Tova Achas doesn't get absorbed and swallowed up in Rovra. They were terrible. It was terrible in Mitzrayim. Just look at some of the some of the pictures in the in the picture haggadahs. i want to get the feeling, right? We are visual learners. That's the way we are. We're all visual learners. We see a picture of something it makes more pictures worth a thousand words, right? So you see, some it was terrible in Mitzrayim. The babies were taken, thrown into the river. But they all also gave us shacks to live in, or they allowed us to live in shacks. There was a little bit. Kaddish Baruch Hu said they're terrible, but after three generations of marrying within themselves and being Jewish, okay. Amun and Moab didn't even do one good thing. That's the message of reason number one. Not even a little bit. Of course, the second reason is the ikker, and that's what makes them terrible. But the message of the first reason is to contrast why this isn't even like Mitzrayim. Because they didn't even have a basic. Towards the bottom. That's why the Torah says what it says. Again, message is even a little tova. On the receiving end and on the giving end. Obviously, on the giving end. Any little tova that we could do, that we could perform, is something that is recorded upstairs in Shammai. Okay, moving right along. A mitzvah that I don't think we've ever spoken about, but it makes it to the Parshish here this year. Let's go to Perach Avdalat Pasuk Vavis, one of the Los Ases One of the Los Ases, not one of the more popular ones, but let's read it. Let's start from the previous Pasuk for a minute. The previous pasuk, which is a mitzvah that we'll get back to, parak chavdalad pasuk is the mitzvah of shana rishona. Shana rishona, ki kach ish isha chadasha when a man gets married, isha chadasha lo yetei batzava, v'lo yavar la vachol davar Does it go out to the army? Is this v'chamis rishus v'chamis mitzvah? Not for now. V'lo yavar la vachol davar naki yelveis shonelachos. He's home. V'simach es ishto to he makes his wife happy. That's his obligation to be with each other. That's one pasik. So there's one section. There's one parsha with two That's the first one. Shana rishona. Next pasik. Lo yachavol rechayim v'arachev kinefeshu That's a tough pasik to translate. What does it mean? What's the pashtus? What is lo yachavol? It's got to look at uncleless. Lo yisav mashkona. Don't take a collateral. Don't take a mashkon. Rechaya verichba. That's a mill, a hand mill, a grinder. When I lend somebody money and I'm going to take a collateral from them until they pay me back, don't take a grinder, don't take a mill, don't take the food processor, right? Don't take the mixer. Kinefesh because that's the person's life. There's an iser isa. When I take a mashkon from someone, a collateral, I cannot take anything that helps prepare food. That's one of the six thirteen. One of the 365. If we want to be aware of it, we learn something. That's what the Chinook writes in source number 5. Shalom Yamashkin Bachovo Kalim Shosumem Nefesh. How many wants more? We'll focus a little bit on it now, but we can look in the archives of the Parsha Shirim that we spoke about every mitzvah. And this is one of them. The Sefer Chinooks writes here in mitzvah, Tafkuf Pe Gimel, 583. Shalom Yamashkin Bachovo, Kalim Shosumem Nefesh. One is not allowed to take a mashkon that somebody uses those kalim. We are not allowed to take a mashkon, which from something, somebody's oven, somebody's mixer, we can't take a peeler, a grinder. You know, what does an oni have? An oni probably doesn't have much else. So the Torah is saying, I don't care if he doesn't have much else. You can't take that. He needs that to prepare his food. Clay, bishol, pots, a knife, shechit zulasam, you can't take it. He needs that. That's Rechaim Varachiv. Those are examples. Ki Nefesh Hu That's the Yisadar It's fascinating that if we would be asked, how many mitzvahs are there that relate to collaterals? Out of the 613, how many mitzvahs? So we probably wouldn't have said one. But now we at least know one. But if you look in the Rambam, the Rambam and the obviously follow the Rambam, there are six. There are six of the 613. isurim and mitzvahs that relate to... Mashkon, What are they? I gave you them in source number six, the beginning of the HaKaz Ma'alve in the Rambam. Just a list off. Just a basic, uh, basic knowledge of halacha that we have to know. Besides the mitzvah, we know there's a mitzvah to lend money, there's a mitzvah, uh, Shemitah's Ksafim is coming up, right? There's a mitzvah not, not to take money after Shviyas. So says the, where the circles are. Shalayah Mashkain Balkho Bizroa. We can't take a mashkon by force. We can't take it against the will of the Lova. We have to give back the mashkon When he needs it, if we take clothing, we have to give back pajamas before the night. We have to give back daytime clothing before the day. We are not allowed to withhold, says Mrs. Asseh, to give it back on time. Mrs. Lo Asseh, not to give it back on time. Next, you're not allowed to take a mashkon from a widow. Separate iser daraisa. And finally, our isser, shaloyach bo Kalim, Shaoseba and Nefesh. We're not allowed to take a mashkon from any cle that helps prepare food. Okay? But there's one message that we could get also. Asks from Surotskin. Ask the LaTorah, Matora. Why are these two mitzvahs put in the same section? Shona Rishona and cooking utensils. And not taking clay bishel as a moshkon. So we could come up with a lot of, like, you know, marriage cooking connections. That's, that's true. Let's see what Rev Sorotskin has. Says, Rav, the azayin la Torah and source number on the, right under the Echinah. 6B. Because I forgot the number of that one. 6B. Nismach. It's right after. The Torah says, to the husband, stay home. Make your wife happy. Don't go anywhere. Just stay home and make her happy. You know what the Torah is saying? Make her happy. Spend money on her. Do everything for her. But there is a limit. Don't make yourself poor. Don't go beyond and out. Right? Don't, don't live beyond your means. Don't, don't be irresponsible in one's spending. This is, this is uh, ABCs of young couplehood. Right here, the Torah says, live within one's means. Don't, even if I love my wife, I can't sell the food processor. That's what the Torah is saying. But she's my wife! And then he quotes, scary words. And let us just say, if he wrote this 80 years ago, woe unto us. What well, was the minog in the past years? People who are, do, are not people of means. And, I, and we have to blame society for this. We, can't, we have to blame ourselves for this. We can't blame any specific person. When somebody poor, when somebody, not even poor, when somebody needs to make a simcha, they have to make the simcha, like the Joneses. They have to make a simcha, because everybody does this. And they have to take out mortgages and loans. Kedeilansos, <laughs> Sudas Kadolos, Bim bimalonim Lameyos Anashim, Laragle Hamaora, Kalshu Bimishbacha. I have to invite everybody. What do you mean I'm not going to invite them? It's my third cousin four times removed. It's they were close. They ain't saraklomar, but Simcha's Bar Mitzvah, Nisuin, Aresin, Gamlafney, Mulahrayam. Engagement parties. What's afterwards? They buy clothing and furniture and jewelry. They not only spend all of their own money. And now he says another line. They take stock of money for it they don't pay back, says, the Torah already tells us, that follows, make your wife happy, but don't spend beyond your means, says Rav Sarotskin, and then he expands that, that we should never, in general spend, beyond our means, that we should make it easier for everyone, even if one is in a position to spend, one shouldn't be spending, because one has to think, what about the other person on the block who cannot afford it? Oh, okay. We never thought that the Isser of Mashkone of a Klebishel could be so exciting. Okay. Says the Torah. We continue. Parachav Dalid, skip a He Hishamer binegahat saras. Another mitzvah to analyze. Be careful about Negat saras. Lishmarma ma'od the Be careful about saras. To guard it and to do, very unusual pasuk. What does that mean? Guard. So hishamer is alashnevalosa. Say we know hishamer pan alerlo. But what are we supposed to guard? What's the hishamer? Be careful of your negatzaras lishmar moed velasos. Kecholasho yaru eshem a kovanim Everything that the Koanim Alviyim tell you. Kasher tivisim tishbrulasos. Whatever they tell you. In the next pasuk. Remember what Hashem did to Miriam when you add out of Egypt. What is the Torah telling us to do? And, is this one of the 74? Is this one of the 74? So, the reason we say 74, that's the Chiduch and the Ramah have 74. The Ramban, we can't say if he has 74 because I didn't do all the math, which one he takes out, but as we'll see, the Ramban adds this one in. But, let's go step by step. Rashi says... What's the iser? There's two There's a hishamer and there's a zachar. So, what's the hishamer? So, that's agreed upon. Hishamer means there's an iser daraisa to cut off tsara'a spots. If I have a negat tsaras and I'm kind of embarrassed about it, I don't want to go to the Kohen. It's embarrassing. So, I'll cut it off. I'll cut it off. That's an iser daraisa. Hishamer, ben Rashi. Shalot tetlosh Don't cut off simonituma. Velo Don't cut it off. There are exceptions to the rule. The Gemara Shabbos talks about if there's a, a Tzara spot on an Orla and there's a Mitzvah of Mila. Asi d'cholos But normally there's an Isr daraisa of cutting off a Tzara spot. What about the next Pasuk though? The asay, Zachar Esa Asher Asha Hashem Remember what Hashem did to Miriam. Rashi. Pasuk tes, In Basli Zahir Shalo Tilke Bitzaraas, if it is coming to warn me not to get Saras out to Saper Lashon Rashi says, this pasig is telling me it doesn't sound like an obligation kind of language in Rashi. Maybe Rashi never has that language. But Rashi says, if it's warning about Saras, you could understand this pasig as not a good idea to speak Lashon Hara. Zachar haasui Miriam dibra baacheha Vilaksa Remember Miriam, who spoke about her brother, and she got, she got Saraz. Rashi is not so forceful in how he formulates it, but the Ramban is. The Ramban, both on our Pasik and in Sefer HaMitzvos, says clearly, this is one of the mitzvahs Aseh DaRaisa. The DaRaisa to remember what Hashem did to Miriam. The Ramban couched the Seish Tzachiros. So most of them, we all count, rabbi right? count Zachary, Shabbos, L'Kancho, that's a Mitzvah, a Malik. Is a mitzvah, right? The uh, Mitzrayim. Well, the Ramam does not count here, it's CS Mitzrayim. But he counseled it some other way. But the Ramban here, you have it in source number 7 and source number 8. The Ramban in 7 is on our Pasuk, In Buzz, he quotes Rashi, and then he says, he obviously does not think Rashi is saying it forcefully enough. Ulafi on line 3. Shehi mitzvis ase mamish. Not just a good idea. It's a mitzvah I say, kmosahara, si yama'sha vas dakshow. Zachar zamazer sheyitzas mi Misrayim. Zachar et shara salcha Kulam mitzvos, says the Ramban. All the Zachars are mitzvos. Im gamze gam This one's also like them. v'hi azhara, ashara, miladaber lashan hara. It's a mitzvah I not to speak lashan hara. How do you fulfill the mitzvah say? Right, right now, are we all fulfilling the mitzvah of Zachar and Miriam? Right now, pashtus not. When we're sleeping, are we fulfilling the mitzvah? Pashtus, when you're in a situation that I could and I hold back, I hold back. Sometimes mitzvot I say are dumb Al Right, not every mitzvah I say means I have to do something. Even not doing something sometimes is a mitzvah. Not the, the mitzvot I say of Shabboson, on Shabbos is a mitzvah I say not to do, and through that I fulfill an say, Says the Ramban. She, what'd she think of, of Moshe? She saved his life. She loved him like a brother, literally. And this is Miriam and Moshe. And Hashem didn't show favorites. Hashem says, And still, that's what happened. So it's a Mitzvah Saseh, a Mitzvah Saseh, says the Ramban. In source number 8, also the Hosaphos that he adds on to the Rambans. He continues. That's the Mitzvah Saseh. And on the bottom, he says again, on line 20. Just like there's a Mitzvah Zachiris Hamaleg and a Mitzvah Zachiris Shabbos, there's a Mitzvah Zachiris Miriam. That's the Ramban, Mitzvah Saseh Da'oraisa. What about the Rambam? What about the Rambam? The Rambam also has a mitzvah of not speaking Lashon Hara. But it's not in our parsha. Not in our parsha. Says the Rambam. Oh, I didn't write where it is. Source number nine. You can write it in. It's Hilchos Deos. Hilchos Deos and the Rambam per exein halacha aleph. And base. This is the Rambam. Ha meragel bechavero. O verbalosase. Shenam arlo se lech rachil ba amecha. Right? If somebody is meragel. Somebody. Says Rachilus, somebody well, talks about someone else, right? That we're not going to get into the details. Rachilus Lashenharah, the Chavetz Chaim obviously details all of that. Avon Gadolu, it's a terrible avera. Vigorim laharog Israel. and that's what Doe did. Doe said it was Rachilus about David. He was hiding in the city of Nov, which led to the whole massacre that Shaul committed. But then he says, "Ezel Rachil." Sif Did you hear what so-and-so said? You hear this. You hear that. Even if it's true, he's destroying the world. Destroys the world. Yesh avon And there's even something even greater than Rachilus which is also included in the Isser of Lashonhara. If I just say something bad, what's Rechilus? Did you hear what so-and-so said? Did you hear what so-and-so? If I say something just negative about my friend, that's Lashon Hara. That's called Moshe Shemra. Okay, different categories. But says the Rambam, Lashon Hara is included in a different one. The Rambam does not quote in Hilchus Deos our pasag of and remember what Hashem did to Miriam. So the Rambam doesn't think this is halachic in any way. Not true. The Rambam does quote it, but in a different context. If you look at the Rambam, and we've quoted this Rambam in past years, Parshas Tazriya Mitzorah. The Rambam turning over in source number 10. The Rambam says, in the last halach of Hilchas Tumas Saras, the Rambam talks about how Saras is something very unique. It's It's a unique type of disease uh, which uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu inflicts upon a person, on his house, on his clothes, on his, on, his, uh, on his body. And then he says, after he talks about if somebody's omid barisha and doesn't do tshuva, he finally gets it on his body. Line 12. Torah omer, he omer. What is this pasik? The Rambam doesn't count it as a mitzvah. What does the pasik mean according to the Rambam? His Remember what happened to Miriam. Shadibra Baakha, she who spoke about her, bro- her, her brother who was younger than her, the and she raised him, Alberkah, she saved her life for him. And she wasn't even meaning in a negative way. She was just saying, I don't understand his godlus. And Mish and didn't take it personally, and still she got Saras Kavachomer to us. So, what is the Rambam saying about this Pasik? According to Rashi, it's good advice. According to the Ramban, it's a Mitzvah Sayedar Isa. According to the Rambam, the Israel of Lashanar is Lo Selech What is this Pasik telling us, according to the Rambam? Explains the Mitzvah Samelech, Rabbi Sement, in Source 11, but it's the boards it's the, it's the of the Rambam. It's similar to what Chazal tell us by Achremos. When you want to give a warning, if I could bring an example to make it more real, to make it more graphic, it always hits home more. If a doctor says, don't eat this because it's bad for you, that's one level. If a doctor says, don't eat this because, you know, so-and-so, he almost died because he ate it. Whoa. It's much more meaningful. There's an Israel of Lashon Hara. You know what the Torah is doing here? The Torah is saying... You know how bad Lashon is? Just remember what happened to Miriam. Remember that the whole nation got stuck for a month because Miriam spoke Lashon Hara. The great Miriam, the great Tzadikas. And she said it about her brother. And it wasn't even so bad. V'chulu, v'chulu. It's to give us graphic imagery to help it make it easier for us to fulfill the mitzvah. So again, advice, mitzvah, or graphic. An example, a d'mut. 9.11 Host of lana atarat see your muhashi when mishah over lashan harav and it stara a example someone given someone who got it kadeloh hosif od harchaka gaka me ikirhalav to help us stay further away like rachis says at the beginning of achremos vechuf so we have three understandings in the world of the great Rishonim. How to understand the mitzvah of Zachar, Esau, Shar, Aslam, Al-Kech, and Maryam. What's interesting to think about, and this is out of the uh, purview of the Shiar, is why and how does the Rambam know that this Zachar is different than the other Zachars? The Rambam counts Zachiris Shabbos, the Rambam counts Zachiris Amalek, even Zahirat, he sees Mitzrayan. The Rambam doesn't count as one of the 613, but most assume that it's somewhere included in one of the other mitzvahs. He has Sipur, he has Kriyashma, which includes all three parashios, so he includes the other Zachiros. So why didn't he include this one? No, that's a question that we're not going to answer. Okay, two more thoughts for the, for the evening. Let's go to the end of the Parsha. Towards the end of the Parsha, Perech pasaches, pasaches. The mitzvah of Yibam and Chalitza. There is so much in this Parsha. Yibam and Chalitza. Says the Torah, Yibam comes first. right? The Mishnah in tells us Mitzvahs Yibam, Kodem, Mitzvahs Chalitza. We're going to go to source number 12 in a minute. And the Torah says let's say someone does not want to perform Yibum so they do chalitza. what's the what's the uh, procedure of Khalitsa? that what do we do also even to she makes a declaration may ein yavami lo hakimah Shembi yisrael lo vayami Yavam refuses to do yibum he doesn't want to do it the Karolosikneirova de love they call to him vi'amar, and he has to repeat lo chafatsit lechata i don't want to take her I don't want to take her. And then they go and they do the process with the Rikika and the Chalitza Sanal, which uh, has symbolism, which we won't get into right now. Asks the Imre Ms. source number 12. Ask the Imre Ms. bismana we know that Ashkenazim only do Chalitza. Svardim, different Minhagin, that's the famous Shubha of Ravad Yosef in the 1950s, where he defended the practice of yibum in uh, in the Sephardic world, but even amongst some Sephardim, and for sure amongst Ashkenazim, we don't do yibum anymore, since we can't have the proper kavanah. So for thousands of years, we have done, Ashkenazim have done, not we, Ashkenazim have done, Chalitza. So what happens at a Chalitza? Let's say there's one guy that's young, his sister-in-law is young, he's not married, and he'd very, like, very much like to do yibum. But in Ashkenazic world, and even some others, that, no, you do chalitza. That's what we do today. We do chalitza. So he has to get up there in front of the Bezdin and say, Lo chafazti That's a lie. Or it could be a lie. How could we demand him to say that? Lo He wants to! It's just that best is not letting me. That since going back to the days of the Mishnah, of the Tanayim, Right, because we can't have come on anymore, proper shame Shemayim, so we don't do it anymore. So, how do we say the words? The Gemara, in a number of places, is so nervous that Bezins, if Bezin knows that there's going to be a Shvuah Sheker taken in Bezin, they won't, they'll just forget the Shvuah. They'll forget it. If two people are going to have to swear oppositely, they'll just say, okay, neither of you swear. Because we don't want to allow a she- that's a Shvuah Sheker, but this is a Sheker. How can we say, we allow them to say, Lo la Lakafta? Says the Imraham is beautiful. We know the Rambam. Not only the Rambam, we know the Kazal. Kofana Swashiyama Rodzani. What's Kofen Swash Yama Certain times in Halacha, somebody has to give a get, somebody has to bring a carbon. Sometimes in Halacha, Bezin has the ability to force. Even though the institution being discussed cannot be done by force. Somebody has to bring a carbon. Somebody's had to bring a carbon. Willingly. Carbon They don't bring a carbon chatos. They don't believe in carbonos. So Beth is gonna go and force him to give a carbon chatos, And it's gonna work. What do you mean it's gonna work? It's against his will. No, no, no. Deep down, every Jew wants to follow the word of Hashem. It's just as Yitzhakara that's overcoming. Deep down, we want to follow the Torah. Deep down, every Jew wants to follow the Rabbanon. Once Chazal told us that we don't do Yibum, then we could say with a clear conscience, "I don't want to do it," because that's what Chazal told me to do. Chazal said I can't do it, so we could say I don't want to do it, because that defines the religious personality. Whatever the halach is, batel ritzono mipnei batel ritzoncha ritzono, or Asei ritzoncha ritzono, whatever the line is in Ferkiavos, either of them. So that's why it's, it's not a problem. Not a problem. Line eleven. He could say with a clear conscience, no problem. lo lekachta. Good. Okay, and we end tonight with a hemek Dover. with an itziv, with an itziv based on a Rashi towards the end of the parsha. The Pesukim talk about right before Amalek, which is the end. Oh, by the way, just to mention, this Shabbos is the Chumr of the Maram Shek. Right, whenever there are 13 months between two parshios zachar, there is a chumrah. It's a chumrah. It's not a din. Nobody else mentions it. A chumrah to have kavanah for parashios zachar by Maftir of Kiseitze. Because it's going to be 13 months in between the two parashios zachar. Two others this year. You just got to remember. A lot of times we don't remember until, oh, it's another other. Oh, I forgot. Last summer. But this is the week. This is the week if one wants to uh, have that uh, kavanah. But anyway, back to our discussion. Lo yielakha, we have the parsha of honest weights and measures. In right before Amali. Lo yelakha bevhischa evan ve gdolok tana, lo yelkha beischa efa vefa, your weights, your measures, they have to be honest. Evan shlemah vatsed, efa shlemah. Terrible. Ki toavasa shemalokeha koos' e'lah. It's a to'eva. Interestingly, at least three mitzvahs in this parsha gets gets tova. Gets the appellation gets the title To'eva. There's many mitzvahs in the Torah, To'eva. But almost all the time, To'eva, an abomination, is addressed to the sin. Almost all the time. To'eva means that that act is a To'eva. That act is a To'eva. Sometimes it has to do with the object. Avodah Zarah is called a To'eva. The object. Here is the only time. Maybe there's one other, but here is one of, if not the only time. It's the people that are called To'eva. The dishonest people. What does the Pasuk say? as Hashem al kecha ko ose kol osei avel. Right, people who are dishonest in this way, that is a toeva in front of Hashem. That that that's that's his label. Okay, but that's not for tonight. But let's continue. Says then it's if what exactly is the connection between dishonest weights and measures, ripping people off without their knowing, and a mullock, which comes right away. Chazal already asked that question. So, so, what is what is Rashi quote? Rashi says, "Achar amalek imshikarta If you lied, if you rip people off in business, havei migiru haoyev. Amalek's going to come get you. Meaning, read one page or the other. If I'm not honest in weights and measures, so then Amalek's going to attack me. Great. Ask the Nitzv. When they were in the Midbar, when Amalek first attacked, they didn't have any weights and measures. They didn't do business. Everybody got exactly what they needed. Mun, water, shoes grew with them. They had everything. There were no business men or businesses. So what is, the, what is Chazal talking about? If you're dishonest in business, then Amalek's going to attack. In the Midbar, there was no business, and Amalek still attacked. So obviously, what we have to say is there's something that's symbolic of the dishonest weights and measures, and that they had even there. You have to say something like that. Says the Nitziv first by asking another question. On the right side, the Gemara tells us in Maseches Baba Basra, on line eleven, Khamur Avon Mishkolos Yoser Migili Wow. Wait, dishonest wait and measures, in a sense, is worse than giliarius The Gemara says, "As What does that mean? How do you what, right? even a, even, a, even a keilu? What does that mean? Venera says, Venera, bottom right. We know there are three cardinal sins. What are the cardinal sins? Avodazara giliarius shvichas Three cardinal sins. Top of the left column. And these three aren't, aren't reflections of the worst punishments. Chil gets skilah. And that's not one of the big three. Shari'onish, what are these three, says the Nitzv? These three are really three categories of Averos. Each one of them literally is the extreme example within the category. But Avodah Zarah, Rai Shvich are really three examples of motivations of sin. As he will explain. Number one. me'heder Sin might come from a lack of Emuna. I don't believe in shachar Onesh. I don't believe Hashem is watching. I don't believe, I don't believe, I don't believe. I don't believe. So that's one. Lack of Emuna. That's one, and that's obviously Zarah. Oh, what's the second motivation for sin? Mitzad his gabrus ha Taiva. I can't control myself. I have a Taiva to eat. I have a Taiva to do this. I have a Taiva to do that. Right? His gabrus ha That, of course, is Giliarius. Number three. Mitzad his gaibris. What, what, why else would I do an era? Oh, Mitzad his Hakaas. ha the chadomeh shenogos bein adam machavero. What's number three? Midos, root, jealousy, anger, problems with my bein adam machavero, running after kavod. Right, that whole category of trying to put myself ahead, trying to think of others lower than me. Shvi chadomin. That's the symbol. Vini the top of the Amunah category is Avodah Zarah. V'harosheh b'tai Arias. arayas. V'harosheh b'midah's rose hu shvichaz damin. But each one is a separate category. V'kala avon ozba and b'echen migim Every Avera that we do falls into one of these three categories. We either do it because we don't believe. We either do it because I have a taiva. We either do it because I want covered. I want to get ahead. I want to... Whatever it is going. So for example, you could do the same Avera, but it could fall into different categories depending on why you're doing it. Let's say I'm a Chal shabbos or I'm a Chal because I have no money. I have no money and I and I you need it. So is that that could be taiva? I want more money. Let's say I have a lot of money, but I want more money. That could be taiva. What if I want to get I'm a Chal because I want to become partner and I can't wait. If I don't work on Shabbos, I'm not that could be category three. Right? Depending what my motivation is. It will depend. Says the Hamak Davar. Zara. anything in Avodh Zara in that category, in a certain sense, is worse and more chamor than anything in the next category. Because a lack of emuna is defining in who we are. Line fifteen. <laughs> So it's the worst. Anything in that category. Umayata, line 18. Let's say I steal. If I go into somebody's house and steal. I, I need that. I want that. I love it. He has something that, that I really want and I, and I rob him. I rob him. So that's Taiva. That's Gili arayos. That's Category 2. That's like in the Category of Arayos. But somebody who sets up a system of dishonest weights and measures, it's not just like a one-time overcome by passion to go get it, but it's a whole system set up, that's a vote of zara That's a lack of emuna, believing that somebody's watching me. And that's why Choser Mishkolos is Chomer Migili Arias, says the Gemar and Baha Basra. It's not like a a one-time thing where I was overcome. Right? What does it mean in the the legal world? Premeditated. Right? The jury has to prove that it was thought out and it was planned. It wasn't like an overcome, the heat of the moment, road rage, Rahman al It wasn't like in a second. But it was thought out, it was planned. But somebody who is not honest in weights and measures, it's thought out, it's planned. I believe that, I don't believe that Hashem is the Mepharnes and the Mazon. And that's how it's worse than Gili Says the Nitziv, what does it say in Bishalach before the Melchama of Amalek? A lack of emuna, which is what Dishonest weights and measures symbolizes. You're right in the in the mishka, in the midbar, they didn't have business, which would then lead to Amalek to a malik. But what does Chazal say? If somebody is dishonest, that's a Bechina of Abu It's a Bechina of a of emuna. And that could lead to a malik. Rahman al-Islam, we still have much many Amaleks running around Bisman Hazar. And we dive in and we dive in learning about Amalek and learning about what we have to do to prevent Amalik is to strengthen our emuna. to strengthen, we know everything going on in the world today. Kaddish Baruch is behind the scenes. Kaddish Baruch is in charge. There's nobody else in charge except the Kaddish Baruch Hu. But we learn from our Parsha that what we have to do to prevent all the Amaleks in the world, anyone, as we know, whoever wants to destroy Am Yisrael has the status of Amalek. All the Amaleks in the world, the way that we have to strengthen ourselves is to have stronger emuna. A lack of emuna leads to Amalek. Stronger emuna, stronger Bittachon, that could, as Hashem, protect us from any Amali. Okay, we'll stop here, and we will continue with Kisavo next week.